Toxic Wise Ash Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin, and uh, that is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Wow. I love Alvin and the Chipmunks. Especially at Christmas time, they always play uh, I Want a Hula Hoop. But uh, I used to love the show, too. Uh, in the 60s, 70s, great show. Funny. They had some. Uh, had some sideshows too. Was it Clyde Crash Cup and the Mad Pro- the Professor or something like that? Yes. He used to talk like this, and uh, he had a sidekick. I have to go back on uh, YouTube or Hulu and uh, watch some of those to uh, to remember. But those Saturday morning cartoons were so great, weren't they, folks? If you're a baby boomer, you had to wait for Saturday. In most circumstances, there were after supper shows like uh, cartoons at four o'clock when school was out remember being in my cousin's place in Connecticut and they had a Ranger Rick or something like that and he would show uh, Yogi and Boo Boo gee Yogi Uh, and um, cartoons and leave it to Beaver and then here in the Northeast we had uh, Channel 2 from Bangor Maine they used to have the super super supper time show with a crazy host named Eddie Driscoll who used to do a nightly horror show called Weird 2, which I loved. It was on Saturday nights at midnight. And he would show, they would show, like, uh, the Mouseketeers. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E, Mickey Mouse. Donald Duck. And then they would show Superman, which was my favorite. Kids busted their butts home to watch Superman. And I always tried to make my own Superman costume. And believe me, I wasn't going to win any awards. But I did the best I could. And Halloween, once in a while, you could get a decent Superman costume at uh, Woolworths or Kmart or wherever you shop, Newberries. They always had them. So, uh, yeah, the Saturday mornings, and then uh, the, the cereal commercials, and they'd have prizes and maybe even peanut butter. We have Jif and uh, what was a Peter Pan. You could get a free kite. Uh, I you used to do the Mallow Cup. Do you ever do the Mallow Cup contest there? You collect so many points, and you send them in. I think it's a thousand, or I don't know. I can't remember. And you get a free box of Mallow Cups. I did that a few times. And then, of course, in the uh, in the uh, comic books, you send away for stuff. <laughs> that was always great. You send away for uh, why? Well, and I used to collect the uh, monster magazines, and I'd send away for eight millimeter films like Dracula with Bill on the Gold. See, hello, how's everybody doing? Sound like Count Chocula, doesn't he? And um, send away for army kits. And I remember one time I sent away for a karate book, jujitsu. I don't know, it was like two or three dollars. You know, no, I didn't have a lot of money to spend, but uh, I I did send away for that and. Uh, I had the book, and it was a, you know, how, it was a good book if you, uh, you know, practice it. But my cousin and I, my cousin from Connecticut, we would practice jujitsu on each other. Of course, we let each other flip each other. And what they don't tell you in the book is uh, the person that uh, you're going to be fighting with may not want you to flip them. We just, you know, we, we pretended. I, uh, it, but it was fun. And uh, I ordered books on how to jump higher and be more athletic and... 
monster uh, posters, Frankenstein, and then they always had the uh, you know the the uh, Super Balls and the putty. I mean, you could get all kinds of different things. Um, I don't even know if they do that anymore in the comics. Comics have changed. They started to change in the 80s and 90s. My nephew uh, Derek collected a lot of them, and they they got more uh, serious, I guess. And um, but uh, I had a big collection, and I sold a lot of it and gave a lot of it away of old comics. But I still like looking at them. And the online, you can look at them, especially the ads for uh, you know. Um, Remember they had the, what was it, the goldfish family, you could, uh, or the guppies or something. Uh, starfish. Starfish families. <laughs> and you could get mo supposedly monkeys in the mail and alligators. I don't know. There was all kinds of different things. I couldn't afford to order them all, but I ordered, I would save my money and order up uh, what I thought uh, would be interesting. For me, anyways. But those were the golden days, folks. If you're a baby boom, you remember the 60s and 70s, the cartoons in the morning and then after school you'd rush home and there'd be some cartoons before supper. Of course you had to do your homework, which I hated. And that's when I became a teacher. I never gave out homework on weekends. Very little during the week and never on weekends because I remember I hated having homework on the weekends and you should have a reward. You've been to school all week, you have the weekend off. People have grown ups, most of them don't bring the homework home to, to their house, why should you? And I think they did a study in Finland and the United States were both at the bottom of the educational system in the world, learning. And Finland did something different. They had a shorter school day, shorter school year, more vacation time, no homework. And all of a sudden the grades went up. The grades went way up. Now they're in the top five or six. I think sometimes when you force people to do things, it's a turnoff. You know, like you force someone to have sex or you force someone to do a job. It, uh, or you talk them into it, or you bully them into it, whatever. It's uh, it's a turnoff, absolutely. Well, it's rape if you force someone to have sex. I just thought of that. That's against the law. But if you force someone or talk someone into do it or something they don't want to do, it's uh, not as fun, and it's not as uh, it's just no one likes to be forced to do anything, really. So. I think the idea of uh, you do home, you do your work while you're at school, you do it as much as you can, you do it as hard as you can, you get home and you have that time off, just like adults do. Yep, the good old glory days. I am definitely a renaissance man, that's for sure. Thanks for listening to the Toxic Wise-Ass Show here on Renegade Rock Radio, your place for the best in talk radio. And just learned that uh, our whole company and our shows are going to be mentioned on Newsweek. Uh, in the magazine and online article. Uh, I have a copy of it. Richie sent it to me. So it's quite uh, quite an accomplishment and quite amazing. And of course it'll help us uh, get uh, our advertising and sponsorship and uh, notability and um, our, you know, our hard work is being uh, noticed. So hopefully this is just the beginning here on Renegade Talk Radio. And um, it's, uh, it's good to be uh, it's good to be noticed. It really is. And it's good to be in, in articles. For sure. I ain't gonna bump no more with no big fat woman.
Oh, that's that's I remember that song. I heard it in a movie the other day. So uh, it was a some Australian movie about the seventies, which I had to watch. Guy had an eight millimeter camera or Super 8 camera in the mid-70s, 75, 76, 77, like I did. And uh, he was, you know, trying to make movies. He's trying to make, like, uh, action movies, like, uh, you know, uh, setting people on fire and crashing on a motorcycle, Evil Knievel-type movies. It was... I, I, I could identify with a lot of it. And the parents were, like... Uh, you know, the yuppies, and, uh, although my parents weren't yuppies, but, uh, I could identify with it. And, uh, but I remember this song, and I had forgotten it. I ain't gonna bump no more with no big fat woman. <laughs> I don't know if you could, I don't know if you could get away with making that song today. And this is Bisco from the, uh, I think 78, 79, I'm not sure. But Joe Tex is his name. And uh, one of those songs you don't really hear much anymore uh, on the radio or around, even on uh, satellite radio and stuff, unless you listen to the 70s programs, like I do, 70s and 80s. But anyways, the uh, Celtics took a severe, like, 35-point beating tonight. And I'm beginning to wonder, they are two different teams they are not good on the road. They did pull out a win, squeaked out a win against the Sixers. They lost all the Milwaukee Buck games on the road at, at Milwaukee. And the only one they've gotten is they squeaked one out against the Sixers by like one or two points, I think, in overtime, which they almost blew that one. They've got to learn, and I know they're missing Haywood and they're missing uh, Kyrie, but they if they're going to pull this off, they've got to win some games on the road. Of course. They don't really have to, but they do have to win all their home games, which they have, 9-0. and So we'll see what happens. The Red Sox are back to winning, and the Yankees. It looks like the Red Sox and the Yankees are going to be fighting it out for the uh, championship. And the other one, probably the wild card. And the wild card uh, teams can win a lot. The Yankees were a wild card team last year, and they got all the way to the championship. And uh, lost to Houston, who eventually beat the Dodgers. So, But anyways... Um, Bruins are out of it, so I'm not really talking about them. I don't know who's in contention. I guess Tampa Bay is still looking good in Vegas. But anyways, this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Again, I want to mention we were mentioned on Newsweek in the uh, in the uh, newspaper, uh, news news magazine, I should say. I remember watching that. My grandfather used to get that Newsweek and Time and National Geographic. We used to look at the naked natives. Remember that, folks? If you're a baby boomer. I didn't look at the whales or... <laughs> yeah, you know, you're 13 or 14, you're looking at the naked naked native girls. I'm wondering, what's it like to live in that village? How would I do? Uh, 13, 14, 15-year-old. 6'2", you know, 170 pounds. <laughs> White guy in an African village. That would have been interesting. Sounds like a movie. I think they did make a movie. It's called Tarzan. <laughs> Anyways, this is the Toxic Why Is That Show. I want to thank you for tuning in. And uh, look at our article in Newsweek magazine. You can look at it uh, online, I believe. And it mentions our uh, Renegade Talk Radio Network, which we have many fine shows, as I've mentioned before. And I ain't going to bump with no big fat woman.
folks. Uh, <laughs> here in the great northeast, we have a lot of things that happen, and some of them are truly happening, like uh, treacherous winters, cold days, cold nights. We uh, also have UFO sightings. I remember a while back uh, here in Maine, up in the Roostook County area, we had a sightings of ISIS or Al Qaeda. Yep. Somewhere's up around the Caribou Prescott Mars Hill area. I never heard much about it after that. Remember when they used to, the teacher used to prove how rumors would go around by telling the first kid in the class a, a statement or a story like it's raining out and the kid would turn around and tell the next kid till like it got past 30 something kids and by the time it got to the last kid it would be, it, it's snowing out. But uh, you know, that's just human nature. But now we have UFO sightings. And I do believe it is Marvin the Martian. I'm very angry. Mm-hmm. My space modulator. <laughs> I love Marvin the Marvin. I'm going to have to blow up the Earth. Oh, please don't do that, Marvin. I'm going to interview him someday. So UFO sightings. And with today's media and Photoshopping, it's hard to tell what's true and what's not. I mean, you can make it look like you're on the moon or in Mars or in a spaceship or upside down. You can make it look like you had a picture taken with Elvis. So all these things are truly possible with photoshopping and video editing nowadays. They can do anything. And even years ago it was hard to tell. But I think in 1963 or 64 there was a UFO sighting in the Gulf of Maine and it was filmed with either an 8mm or Super 8 or a 16mm camera, black and white. You can look it up the Gulf of Maine, 63 or 64, where people had taken film of UFOs diving in and out of the water, going in and, and coming up. And I've seen it several times. It's not very long, three or four minutes. What you'd expect from the 60s, you know, because uh, media was uh, semi-challenged back then. You had to have a camera. You had to have film in the camera. It's not like nowadays with a camera phone and video cameras everywhere, digital and high def, uh, was not the way back then. Someone had to have a camera and it had to have film in it and it had to be uh, operable. So uh, who knows, maybe we're being invaded. If we are, I hope they're uh, friendly, like, well, Marvin threatens to blow us up, but I hope they're uh, friendly UFOs. I think I mentioned in one of my previous shows, I used to listen to Art Bell, who passed away. I think George Norrie took over his show. And um, they used to talk about, of course, Illuminati's and UFOs and ghosts and spirits and telling the future. I can tell the past. <laughs> Remember Karnak from Johnny Carson? Ah, sure. But uh, I don't know. Supposedly, uh, some astronauts saw a UFO a while ago, not too long ago, and they said it didn't even have any looks of propulsion. Like it didn't give off any stream, like a jet, like a motor. It was just zigzagging without, you know, like a ping, like a video game. And it didn't look like it had any power. So I'm sure there are UFOs, and I think, I do believe in them. They're out there somewhere. You can't look out there. It's like looking in the ocean. You don't see anything on the surface, but down below, there's a lot of life, even at the bottom. And that's the way I feel about space. I mean, you'd have to be. We're pretty naive to believe that there's nothing out there. Somewhere there is. Maybe not close by, but some civilization is, if they're having spaceships without any means of, or looks of propulsion, then uh, they are 
they are way beyond us for sure. But we'll just have to wait and see. I always wondered would I be around, live long enough to see, you know, well, one thing's the end of the world, which I hope I don't see. Uh, what do they call it, the rapture, or UFOs landing. Seen plenty of movies about it, but uh, haven't actually seen it yet. And then one night I was out looking at the stars. This is last summer, about July. Beautiful night here in the north, north great northeast. And a beautiful clear night, probably about 65 degrees out, 66, very, very nice, very clear. And I look up and I was looking at the moon and all of a sudden I'm seeing hmm, the same thing those astronauts talking about. Things zigzagging sideways, not going up or down, and it wasn't a plane, didn't have any lights on it. It was just a very bright looking, like a star, all white, and it was zigzagging side to side, and it did it for a while. Wish I'd had my camera with me, but I did not. I'd like to, I'd like to, I remember going to, in LA, going to the observatory, that was neat. Now, I've never been a man of science or math, I didn't do well in those classes uh, for the most part, but as I got older, and I've always been interested in outer space and UFOs and all that, ghosts, Bigfoot, the whole nine yards. Uh, yeah, I uh, still listen to reruns of that show with Art Bell and George Norrie. And uh, you can catch them on most any station late at night or probably online. And the show was called Coast to Coast and I got introduced to it by a friend of mine, Michael uh, Rossetti. <coughs> Uh, a guy that was a good friend of mine, he managed an apartment building a couple blocks from Hollywood Boulevard. It was funny because it was built in the 40s, this building, and so it was old school, had lemon trees in the yard, and uh, right in the middle of Hollywood, right in the middle of the what you call the concrete jungle. And uh, I stayed there for a couple of years and um, made a lot of good friends, and uh, he introduced me to it. I'd be over to his place and sometimes late at night, and he'd have that on. And so that's how I got introduced to it, and I used to listen to it myself when I had a chance to. Art Bell, he talked like this. He passed. Uh, there was some mysterious goings-on about him. Supposedly some people were after him. I don't know if they were UFO or, you know, the uh, extremists, people that would want to live uh, through the Holocaust or the end of the world, whatever. So um, I'm not quite sure what happened there, but he was, he was fearful for his family and life. And uh, George Norrie took it over, and he was very entertaining, too. I think he's Middle Eastern descent. I'm not quite sure. But I liked him, too. He's very had a good voice. And, uh, you know, from west of the Rockies, you know, he used to do that, take the calls in from, like, three different areas. New callers may call in. At, but um, I'm, I'm into that. Not heavily into it. But uh, sure is interesting, folks, if you think about it. The... Um, Outer space, ghosts, Bigfoot. Yep. And there's been a lot of fraud. I remember uh, there was a big, uh, a big fraud a couple of years ago. People, a couple, I think they were actually cops that they found Bigfoot and they put him in a trunk or some kind of case or something. But it was proven to be false. It looked like a big gorilla suit or something. So it's things like that that would give any legitimate findings. Uh, no one would believe it till they saw it. And then you can't blame people. I mean, you wouldn't be able to say for sure unless you probably saw it yourself or you saw convincing evidence of it in a news, news report. And like I said, the way they Photoshop things nowadays, see, even that would uh, we have to be proven 
Beyond the shadow of a doubt, as they say. But someday soon, maybe. Who knows? This is the Toxic Wise Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. And now a message from the Sesame Street people. Hey, this is Cookie Monster. Me want cookie, goddammit. Oh, sorry, not supposed to swear. <laughs> I, gotta <quit. coughs> I gotta quit smoking. <laughs> hey, this is Alamo. Cookie Monster's the son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, that was a message from Sesame Street. Ooh, Cookie Monster needs to quit smoking, and uh, Alma got a little mean there. You don't used to seeing that on Sesame Street. Oh, my goodness gracious. Hey, I want to do a special uh, movie review update. Now, I, I like to do them in bunches in certain times during the show, but if I've seen one and I want to talk about it uh, in particular... Um, if I've seen it late after I've seen the other bunches, well, you know what I'm talking about, folks. Okay? I'm just like, it's like Mulligan's do. I'm just, I just throw them in there if I've seen them. And I saw Fahrenheit 451, the remake, I think, of the movie from the 70s or 60s. I'm not sure. I wasn't a big fan of it. And here's something that's really weird. It's an updated version, and it has some really great features, and it has some really great special effects, and the acting is excellent. But it, it, you know, the original one, the technology wasn't where it was supposed to be, even though it's in the future. Now, according to this, it's way in the future, and books are poisonous because they lie, and the firemen were starting fires instead of putting them out. Now, it's a wonder the whole country isn't on fire because these guys just go around burning books, and the books are everywhere. So, number one, should be like fires everywhere because they're burning down houses, they're burning down bars, warehouses, uh, barns. And the other thing is, is anybody who compares a book to online garbage is crazy. Most books that are written by authors, and Edgar Allan Poe or whoever, um, Shakespeare, um, Mark Twain, okay, those books, they're classics. And, but online stuff, I mean, half of what you see online is already garbage. So this is the future. Books are poison, but everything's computerized, and it's okay to do online stuff. When everybody knows online stuff is the biggest bunch of crap. I mean, the internet is like uh, a tool. It's like a gun. It's like a fire or water. It can be used for good or it can be used for bad. A lot. Of, I mean, half of what's on there is scams and bullshit. Viruses. I mean, there's no other words to put it. It's scams. So, I mean, I'm a little confused. I would give it a, a C plus only because the acting and action was pretty good. And uh, special effects. But um, it kind of didn't make sense. Uh, I, uh, I, I know you're supposed to have a suspension of disbelief, and it's a movie and all that, but uh, this is the future, and online, online crap is okay, but books aren't. It doesn't quite gel. doesn't quite... Continuity, folks, continuity. So it's, called, it's a remake of the movie Fahrenheit 451, and like I say, I give it C+. Plus. Um, just because the acting and the action was pretty good, and special effects, 
And that's a movie review here on the Toxic Wise Show on Renegade Rock, rock Radio. Yeah, well, well, we have rock and roll music, Renegade Talk Radio, where we have everything. We have music, too. We got mentioned in Newsweek, in the magazine, and online. Both our opinions from some of our shows. Now, I don't give too many political opinions, folks, because I just don't like politicians. I'm not a communist, not a socialist. I'm more of a libertarian, independent, and... Uh, just uh, don't like politicians. And anytime anybody argues at a bar about politics, I say, I want to remind you that Congress declares and funds war, but no congressman has ever lost a son in battle. So enough said. And uh, that's about it. Uh, the royal wedding is over, and uh, every, that suspense and uh, action and novelty is gone. So uh, what do we look forward new to next, I guess? I don't know. Gas prices keep going up. I don't understand it. I thought Donald Trump, we got a lot of problems, was going to say, uh, said that uh, gas would go down. He was going to drill in his grandmother's backyard. He was going to drill in the White House lawn. And they are. They're drilling up. They have the pipeline going. They're going to drill in parts of Alaska. But gas keeps going up. i um, a little confused. And I wasn't a big Obama fan, but I got to say, gas was cheaper under Obama. But, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, politicians are politicians. Even ones that aren't, don't start out to be politicians, they become politicians. In other words, they become, an, they become lying bullshit artists, right? This is the Toxic Wise That Show, and like I said, we're on Renegade Talk Radio, where we have all kinds of great shows. Please check them all out. There's a disturbing report that I saw on Facebook, and I think it was... Uh, um, reported on television and the newspapers too, verified I should say. There was a woman uh, with a Tim Hortons somewhere, I don't know if it was uh, in New England. She was unhappy with her order inside the building, not the drive through but inside the building. She was unhappy with her order and unhappy with her service. So she squatted down, pulled her pants down, squatted and pooped on the floor. Now that wasn't enough, folks. That wasn't enough. She pooped on the floor, then picked it up and threw it at the counter, at the employees, at the servers, wherever you want the counter, the employees, the help. Oh, can you imagine? I mean, you have a bad day at work and someone throws poop at you. That's uh, what we call a crappy day here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. I hope it doesn't happen to you. I'm really happy it's never happened to me yet. I remember being in L.A., though, and, and, you know, the cool thing about L.A. is anything goes, and unfortunately some bad things go. Used to be a cowboy who was walk around just in his underwear with a hat, singing a guitar, didn't care to see that. And then one day my buddy and I were going someplace, I can't remember, we had his convertible, not mine, his, and uh, we, we looked over, and there was a woman walking along the yard, or somebody's yard, and she just pulled over on the side, not right out in public, and she did a dugan and uh, pulled her pants up. She was homeless, I think, and probably well disturbed. Now, that's not very ladylike, is it? It's not very gentlemanlike either. It's been, there was a mad pooper going around, too. Remember we talked about that? I don't know if they, I think they caught her. It was a woman. Ladies, what, what is it with you ladies pooping around every place? Poop and scoop. Not ladylike at all. We don't approve here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. On Renegade Talk Radio. The best place for talk radio. Colonel Oliver North on a different uh, go from poop to politics, which some kind 
sometimes it's the same thing. Colonel Oliver North uh, pointed out recently at a meeting, or uh, they asked him, and he he felt like the uh, culture of violence is to blame for the mass shootings. Now, I'm not going to say it is or it isn't, because I grew up watching shows like Rat Patrol and Combat and war movies galore, John Wayne, Westerns, shoot 'em ups and I never had, well, you know, there's always a time you feel like shooting somebody. That's a terrible thing to say. You think it in your head. But never would do it, of course. And uh, certainly would not go shoot strangers or somebody that I didn't know or school. Um, supposedly, the, the Texas shooter, the last shooter from uh, Texas, uh, the one they caught alive, I think he shot 10 and killed, shot 17 and think he killed 10. Supposedly, he was upset because... Uh, a girl at the school refused uh, to go out with him. She rebuffed him, and I guess in public, too. I mean, I think he asked her out in front of a bunch of people, and she said no. Now, in my day, okay, you got your feelings hurt. You learned a lesson. First of all, I would never ask a girl out in public. Not That's not my style. Actually, it was not my style to ask anybody out. But uh, long story short, I mean, I did. But I always had to make sure they liked me before. You know, the girls would come up to you, so-and-so wants you to ask them out. Okay, I will. Then that way you had the go-ahead. You had the the knowledge. But I would never ask some girl that I knew would never go out with me or didn't want to or, or if I didn't know for sure. So supposedly uh, she was the first one shot, and that's very sad. But I'm not sure how they're going to deal with this. I mean, I know the video games have gotten more graphic. and I mean, We used to watch movies and watch TV shows, combat, and we acted it out in the yard. I was I always had to play the German lots of times first guy to get shot playing combat my cousins and I, my cousin Lloyd his dad had all kinds of World War II stuff and my uncle did too, my uncle Bob was a captain in the army shot in the leg and uh, so we, he gave me all kinds of stuff helmets and uniforms and my cousin had a bunch too helmets, we even had German helmets and toy rifles of course but uh I'm not sure. I mean, we had no urge to... You never heard of this. I mean, I know it happened to some degree, but you never certainly heard of it. Now when it comes across the news, a shooting, or either at the mall or a school shooting, you're, it's sad, sad to say you're not really surprised. You're not shocked. And maybe it has a little bit to do with it. I know people get addicted to video games. I mean, we would go out and play these games like Combat and, and Rat Patrol and John Wayne, Cowboys and Indians, Calvary, Civil War. we go out and play these games for an hour or so, and then we come in and have our supper. And wouldn't think of it again until we played again. But now I don't know if it's an obsession or what's going on. And I think they're just going to have to treat schools like they do courthouses and... Um, Places like that, you know, hospitals, you're going to have to have guards, I guess. And I guess it will deter some. Probably won't deter everyone. But it will deter some. But schools can't afford it. Most schools, I mean, they have to lay off teachers. Teachers have to buy supplies. I know I was a teacher, and I used to have to buy supplies for myself and for, for the kids. I know a lot of them didn't come to school, you know, with breakfast. So I don't know how they're going to run do that. And how do you choose what school gets to, to have the guards? Does a school in rural Maine up here in Aroostook County in the great northeast where we hardly have anything like that happen? It might, but we, we've had some scares. But does a school of like two or 300 
with the whole school there? Do they need a security guard? Did, maybe it's just the big schools. Do you have a limit, a school of a thousand or more, high school? I don't know. It's something they're going to have to look at. And you're never going to take all the guns away from everybody. I was a gun collector. Um, I sold most of them all. Well, actually, I sold all of them. I used to like to target practice more than anything. I thought it was fun. But uh, I don't know what. You're not going to take the guns from people. You may be able to limit certain types. But this this last fellow, he came in with a 38 Special, which is a revolver, probably older model, Smith & Wesson, I'm guessing, but I don't know, and a shotgun. And I don't know if it was a pump, but I had a pump shotgun. And if you take the tube out, it can hold up to five, six shots. Some of the Mossbergs can hold up to eight. So eight shots with a shotgun and six, five or six with, it. well, I think Smith & Wesson's 38 snub nose hold five, most of them. So, you know, there's uh, 13, 14 shots right there. And, uh, and it's, not, you know, it's not like a musket. You don't have to put the ball and cap and the powder in and a powder horn. You can reload pretty fast. If you have the shells right on your, you know, like a ban bandolero, like a Mexican banditos carried. Or soldiers of certain types, you know, bullets strung along belts along your arm and leg and your shoulder and your chest and your pocket. So, you know, I could, I'm, you know, I'm no genius, I'm no military hero or genius or expert, but I can, I could go into the target area and shoot eight rounds of a shotgun and five rounds from a pistol and I could reload in a minute or two. Most of the shells pop right out. Of course, with the shotgun, as you shoot them, you eject them, so you're ready to reload again. So it's not that difficult. So I, I don't know what the answer is going to be. More alertness, more training, maybe some restrictions and, and security guards. We're going to have to wait and see. But it's very sad that this happens at all and happen, happening with such frequency. And uh, we are sad about that here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Uh, the NFL... <clears throat> Speaking of sports, Howard Cosell. I liked Howard Cosell. He was a little arrogant, but he was entertaining. If you remember Howard Cosell, the Monday Night Football guy, sports guy, Muhammad Ali. Ooh, Howard. Ooh, swing like, swing like a butterfly, float like a bee. I'm going to kill thee. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. Uh, those were the days. <clears throat> I never really followed boxing much. My cousin used to. My cousin George. God bless his soul. He had bought all of... This is the 70s and... You know, really wasn't a lot on TV about it unless it was a specialty show because you only had five or six channels back then. So, um, you know, you had to buy magazines about it and uh, follow it that way. There was no web, of course, no online following. Uh, same with me in my monster movies. I had to buy mo Famous Monster magazine. Remember that? Famous Monsters. There were some other ones, too, like Fangora and some other ones, but Famous Monsters was probably the most famous. <laughs> and... Uh, <coughs> I used to collect those, and my cousin used to collect them and give them to me, the old ones. Pictures of Frankenstein and Dracula on them. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. The NFL is thinking about putting in a 15-yard penalty for those that don't stand for the national anthem. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know. Can you delegate and relegate, uh, you know, that kind of thing? I'm not sure. And would you do it every time they do it or just the first time they do it? Would it be, you know... Would it be more penalties if you did it again the next game? Suspensions? Uh, it's a Pandora's box. I don't know. 
I don't want to talk about football season because that means, you know, I love football, I love my Patriots, but it means that fall's coming and after fall, winter is here. And we just got over another brutal winter here in the great northeast. Very cold, very icy. And we're, it, and even though it's springtime, the nights had like it was 75 here today, 75 degrees today here in the great northeast. And we played some basketball outside. But at night, it can go into the 30s. But even 30 and close to snowing and I've seen the snow in May before growing up in northern Maine of course I've seen it snow seen it snow well maybe not in June maybe the beginning of June flurries but it certainly is capable especially um, at night but uh, I don't know what the NFL is going to do about this this uh, seems to be a, a reoccurring uh, headache for them and uh, Will Kaepernick find a team? I think he's a decent player. Um, he probably belongs on the team. The only thing is he might gripe and bitch and moan about not playing. Like a lot of guys that think they should play will bitch and moan and make the locker room a bad place. But, uh, you know, anybody that's in the NFL is talented. Come on, if you're a pro, pro, pro player, you're talented enough to be there. It's just a matter of you are you a superstar or a star or a max player. But um, that's going to be interesting to see what they do about that. I, for one, I'm not sure if you can, I'm not sure if you can dictate that kind of uh, enforcement. I'm the, I don't know. We'll have to see. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a quick sports note here, folks. Uh, I sounded like Porky Pig there for a minute, didn't I? Um, the... Uh, West Coast uh, NBA is all tied up 2-2 between um, Houston and Golden State. Golden State got out of a big lead the other day and 12 nothing, and then pooped their pants after that. And the Celtics are now up 3-2 on LeBron and the boys. So that should be interesting. Celtics like play unreal at home. They're kind of like a young high school or college team that might play well at home with the crowd and the camaraderie and all that, but in a way, they, not so much. They've won one road game in this whole series since they started the playoffs. And the, uh, the NHL is set. It's going to be the Capitals versus the new Vegas Knights, the new team. So that should be interesting. And again, no Canadian team in the finals. But it's been, that, I don't know, what's it been, 20-something years or longer? Since we've had like a Vancouver or Toronto or Quebec or some some team in the finals, it's it's, it's Stanley Cup. They haven't won it. I just, I got to check that record. But uh, quick uh, movie review. There's a movie called Delirium, and it's real rather strange, rather strange movie. And it, it stars that kid from uh, the show. Uh, 70s show uh, who played uh, the young guy who lived in the basement can't think of his name Foreman and it's really weird and it's uh, I I give it a well you know I'm gonna have to give it a C plus because I couldn't tell what was real or what was happening from what he was dreaming because he just got out of a mental institution for 20 years you have to see it comes from a rich family is it worth watching yeah it's worth watching but uh, the things that are supposed to scare you almost, you expect it, and I wasn't really enthralled. It had a different story. Kind of unbelievable. I know you're supposed to, again, have the uh, suspension of disbelief when you go to these things, but um, 
I don't know. There's also supposed to be some believability in movies, too, so I'm not sure about that one. And then there's a movie called Gringo, which was an action comedy crime movie. And had some people, I'm, I, don't, uh, I give that a B-, minus because it started out really slow. Again, it's called Gringo. And it's about American companies doing business, uh, pharmaceutical companies doing business in Mexico and get tied up with some bad dealings. And particularly one man who has some troubles. I give it a B minus. Good, pretty good action. Like I say, it started out slow and then kind of moved along pretty good. And then there's a movie called The Bookshop uh, based on a true story about uh, this English lady in the late 1950s. She's trying to run a bookstore and uh, they want her out to build a museum or some kind of uh, place like that. And so it shows her struggles based on, a, again, on a true story. So um, I would give those, uh, I would give that movie a B minus. Not a lot of action, but based on a true story, kind of different. And then there's a movie called Every Day. And it's about a girl who meets... Uh, Somebody was smoking glue and crack at the same time, I think, when they made this one. Because it's really odd and strange, and I didn't care for it. I give it a C+. Um, uh, young kids might like it, I guess, because it involves young people. About, a, about somebody inhabits a different body every day. I couldn't really... Uh, really weird. Twilight Zone-ish episode, but not a one that I would like. So, um, and that's it for uh, the movie so far that, uh, well, that I've seen lately. Again, uh, the, the, the show The Terror on AMC, that has taken a really strange, strange twist. And I knew it had to because it's gone from a seaman of 1845 lost in the Great North pa Northwest Passage area, which well, there really isn't any Great Northwest Passage unless you want to walk on foot. There's none by sea. Someone thought maybe there was a sea lane all the way from the north to the west, northeast to the northwest, or southwest, or someplace. Anyways, so it's, and then, then they are facing a monster, but now they're turning on each other, and they're turned to cannibalism. And it's really strange because in one scene, you see them with like tons of supplies, tons. And I know they took a lot with them in the and the extra ships that they had, they took a lot of supplies with them. But this is 1845, and even in 1945, you'd have trouble keeping a hold of supplies for a couple hundred men. Uh, you're talking medication. Of course, they didn't need water because they could just melt water. But uh, food, medication, and uh, they were getting scurvy and some diseases. And now they've taken to cannibalism besides the monster chasing them. I mean, it's worth watching. It's dark again and gloomy. Um, I, d I have been watching it, and I do like it. And I think it's done for this season. Not sure how much I'm going to be into it more. There's been other shows that I've watched uh, that were special shows. One about the aliens coming down, and, of course, the zombie shows. And I watch them for a while, and then I get... They, they linger too long. I like, I like finalities in my shows, my movies. I'd like there to be uh, a conclusion, if you would. And some of these shows and movies, just uh, series, have no conclusions. They just uh, go on and on. And uh, I understand a lot of people like that. It's soap opera-ish, I guess you'd call it. And uh, I get it. But um, anyways, I do like the show, The Terror. 
loosely based on a true story because I'm not quite sure. I think there might have been a polar bear after him, but I don't think it had magical powers and could fly and disappear and reappear and be bulletproof. So I think uh, I think they've taken liberties with that, which you know they they have to do to make it uh, action filled. I get it. And that's a quick review of some movies and shows here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio. Again, we were mentioned in Newsweek, our whole network, our boss, Richie, uh, Richie Richard Kepler, and uh, all our shows. And hopefully this gives us a little bang in our ratings and uh, our uh, presence in the radio world. Yeah, folks, it's time, it's time for them to come and get me away, take me away again for another show. This has been the Toxic Wise-Ass Show with your host, Mark Chaplin, here on Renegade Talk Radio. I want to thank you for tuning in so I can uh, give you some news, sports info, updates, uh, a little bit of mulligan stew, a little bit of everything here on the show for everybody, men, women, of all backgrounds and uh, political beliefs. I have, uh, like I said, I don't have any uh, affiliation. I'm an independent, and uh, that's the way I think uh, everybody should do. Don't drink the Kool-Aid from either side, folks. Anyways, this is Mark, uh, Mark Chaplin with the Toxic Wise Ass Show. See you on the next show, and thank you for tuning in. You know you laughed. I heard you laugh. You laughed. You laughed and laughed, and then you left. But now you know I'm utterly mad. And they're coming to take me away. Ha-ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho-ho. Weavers who sit and smile and twiddle their thumbs and toes and they're coming...